There was a lot for you to learn in part one of Eric Thomas. Part two, even more to learn. You're going to really like it. When, when, you were, when you were playing, um, did you pattern your game after anybody that you saw on tape, or did you just say, I'm going to do exactly what Dick LeBeau says and I'm going to do it my own way? How, how, did, how did that work out for you? That's a good question. So when I was in high school, I was, a, I was an Oakland Raider fan, uh-huh. and, 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 and their, their, their best corner was Lester Hayes. Yep. I knew for some reason I couldn't get down like that. You know, you know how you might remember that we're wise. <laughs> I said, yeah. that, that, that wasn't going to work. So, right. but, 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 but here's the deal. The year the, the, the Raiders went to the Super Bowl, they made a trade and picked up a player, another cornerback, Mike Haynes. Yep. Who, 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 he, even though Mike was taller than I was, my body was sort of like his. I was, I was more long and long arm, more linear. And I thought I could play like him. And so I started watching a lot of Mike Haynes, a lot of Mike Haynes, and then he got traded to the Raiders. Oh my gosh. I mean, it was heaven for me because now one of, one of the players that I'm sort of trying to watch and learn from and see if I can play like that, he's playing for my favorite team. And so Mike Haynes was, was really the, the the one player who I thought that I could sort of do the same things, even though I didn't really have his height. And it, 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 I didn't have his height, but I had pretty good length for a shorter guy. Um, and I just watched him, watched him, watched him. He was so smooth. Uh, he could make plays without necessarily having to, you know, hit you. He could knock balls down without having to, uh, roughhouse you. And I thought, I'm not the most physical guy here. So <laughs> I could probably do the same thing. And so I sort of patterned my game that, hey, you can make plays, knock balls down, and you don't have to always get down and get, get down and dirty with it. And uh, But that, those are the two guys that I watched probably the most. Lester, because of his tenacity, obviously he wore a stick him. I wanted to wear a stick him so bad. I wanted to wear a stick him so <laughs> I wanted to wear a stick him so bad, Dave. By the time I get the football, it's outlaw. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh but yeah, but that was uh but but Mike Haynes really I, I even even when I think about him today, um my game was a lot like that. A lot like that. Uh he can he, he can get in your hip pocket and really, really run run with you. He was a taller guy, much taller, it looked, I mean he looked maybe a, two inches taller than me. But uh for him to be so fluid for being such a tall linear athlete, it was uh, it was impressive. I said, if he can be that fluid, I can too. I was probably a little bit more explosive than Mike Haynes. But uh, he had the height and length, you know. Right. Okay, so who was the guy? Who, who was the, the opponent where, oh, man, this dude. And it's going to be a long day at the office. This dude, every every snap, he's going to be a, a a load, man. Who was the opponent? Who was the guy that, uh, you know, was the toughest, the biggest challenge? Well, as you know, at the time, the Tennessee Titans were, were the Houston Oilers at the time. And it wasn't – they didn't – Houston didn't have a guy, but the guy was the quarterback. Yeah, they had a scheme. The guy, the guy was a guy throwing the ball, and yeah. you know we, we we play the Houston Oilers twice a year, and just from a athletic standpoint, a physical standpoint of the challenge that we had every week, it was that team because they were throwing it forty times, and they had four receivers, and they were, and he was going to throw it to them. Right. It wasn't like the, it wasn't like you know you think that they may throw this, may not. They're going to throw their routes. Right. There was no choice, and so. Going and playing playing them for twice a year and playing against Warren Moon for those years was the greatest challenge because we're talking about a guy that had a fantastic arm. I mean, people don't have no idea the kind of the, the beautiful balls that he threw and the velocity that that ball would be coming. And just the, the way he would place it, he placed that ball right in those guys' hands. 
Uh, but they had uh, Ernest Givens and Hay- Haywood Jeffries. Uh, they had mm-hmm. uh, 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 Drew Hill. Um, they, they 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 had this uh, uh, guy named uh, another guy another guy named uh, Hill. They were just really stacked across the board. So there was it wasn't the 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 one guy that was physically. I I, I matched up against Drew Hill, and then I matched up against Ernest Givens. So and mm-hmm. I, I played slot corner. So right. you, when you play against those guys, they're moving now. They're they're motioning from one side to the other side, and they're giving you some some serious juice too. I mean, both of these guys were, were first round pick. Both of them really talented. So yeah. for me to go into that game, I mean, I, I feel like I got to go in and, and be really, really on my game. Um, those are the games that we were more focused than anything. Even Dick as a coach was more focused when we played the Houston Oilers than anyone else because of the passing game. And they were going to throw it 40 times. That's the defensive back's responsibility. Um, but he gave, he gave us an, uh, he, everything he taught us, all the motioning, handling motion as a corner, uh, handling motion, uh, return motion. All that stuff, man. He taught me so much, and that's the kind of things that I don't even teach my guys the return motion sets. We because we don't high school, they don't do it enough. Yeah, I hadn't even got to the point where I taught them because they don't do it enough for us to have to worry about it. But uh, they Houston was just really, really good. It wasn't that they were good; it was who they had running and the trigger man, Warren Moon. Yeah. Uh, again, in my opinion, one of the best quarterbacks ever. Clearly, he's in the Hall of Fame, so we know that. Okay, so let's let's fast forward to this uh, this addition of the Bengals coming up in the 2023 season. The question mark offensively, they've they ten returning starters, but the start at right tackle, that's the question mark. Who's going to be that guy at the right tackle position? Defensively, eight returning starters. The three that are non-returning starters are all in the secondary, two safeties in a corner. What do you think? I mean, as you look at what they've got at the cornerback position, what they've got at the safety position, do you feel pretty good? You got Lou Anarumo, who's very, very similar to Dick LeBeau in so yes, many areas, so many ways. Yes, yes, do, do you have confidence that uh, that Lou and the, the talent will get it figured out on the back end? I, I, I do. I think that, um, you know, one thing about Louie, again, you make that comparison to Dick. He's a lot like Dick. He understands yep. that we have to, we, we, we play. And our secondary, their main job is to make sure they we don't let them throw the ball over our head. We have to protect the deep. Uh, when you had two experienced safeties, uh, Jesse Bates and Von Bell, you could do that more consistently. Uh, now you got younger players. That Dax, Dax Hill is going to start this year. He's going to be placed as, as a starter. He's going to have to hold his hold, hold it down. Cam Taylor Britt, I'm convinced, is going to be a, a, a top flight corner. Right. Just, all, all the experience he got last year, uh, playing in, in, in really, really huge games, uh, he's going to respond this year. The young kid that they picked, they, they drafted from um, uh, uh, Michigan. I think, you know, you got that kind of speed. Yeah. <laughs> you, you can play. You can play outside. Uh, that's he's going to be good. I think the other free agent corner they picked up. I think the kid from uh, uh, Philly or Green Bay. I think they have the pieces. The the experience is going to have to help up front until the secondary gets very comfortable with what they're doing in terms of they when they know how to play play with one another. But I think that Louie, man, you know, I don't question him because I know schematically he's going to give them a scheme that's going to be a, going to be fantastic for him. And I think that last year we've had a chance to see it. We saw players going out. I was sure that when they lost to Wuzier, they were in trouble. <laughs> I mean, yep. I was convinced that when Wuzier went down, I said, I don't know what they're going to do. And, and think about this. If Louie can put together a scheme that can actually protect Eli Apple, I mean, and and, that, and I, when I say I'm not, that's not a slight on Eli. I'm just saying we, Eli Apple struggled as a corner. 
And if right. he can put together a scheme that can really protect him and keep and, 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 and for, where, where teams can't attack him by himself, I think that he can do that with, 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 with younger players. They just have to trust what he's doing, what he's telling them to do. Dick did that with us, but he said, look, I trust him. But he trusts him because you see him in practice doing it. That's right. why. And I think that uh, I got a feeling that this team's going to be be good. This It's not a defensive-led team, which is – I think that they should be fortunate. that this Hey, this this offense is responsible for going out and getting points. And if yep. they if they if they score if they if they score twenty four points, the Bengals should win the game, win a lot of games. If they can get twenty four points a game, they should win a lot of football games. Now it's going to come down to how does the, the, the defense hold up? I think they'll hold up in a run game. When you talk about your new secondary players, young secondary players, they're going to see stuff that they've never seen. <laughs> Teams scheme you up pretty good when they know you're new out there. So if they if they can just hold that part of it down, I think they'll be they're going to be fine. Uh, the offensive line. I think they've, they've got enough pieces in now that they can they can put guys and place guys. You know this. The same guys that play that play guard, some of these guys can play tackle. So I think yep. they just got to find out who their best guys are, their best, their best five guys are, and then say, let's see if we can find, you know, two to three reliable backups. And yeah, I think yeah. when you look at what they have, they have something like that. No doubt. And back to the secondary, I mean, at the safety position, Nick Scott, they pick up from the Rams. He, he started against the Bengals in the Super Bowl that the Rams yeah. won. I mean, you know, he, here's a guy that's got uh, NFL snaps, significant NFL snaps at the safety position, and and they draft Jordan Battle from uh, Alabama. And, you know, Saban's saying he's yes. the smartest, most dedicated. Yes. He he was throwing uh, just all kinds of praise his way, and Saban doesn't do that. And he was talking about Jordan Battle like he's the greatest football player ever. And this kid watching him, E.T. at minicamp stuff, man, he's kind of – Directing traffic, making the calls. Oh, like, that's right. He looks you like watched Alabama. This kid was really good. I yeah. was really surprised that he that, that, that he stuck around and they were able to get him. He's a very good player. You know, one something, something that's what I just told you about, about what's the next step with the players. You know, you want to get players that you know have it here. Yep. You, and when I say that, I'm not not to say that the guys got even even if you're book smart, you have to have some have a football IQ. Right on. It, it, one thing, one's not the other. I remember having, having a conversation with Ray uh, Ray Horton uh, back during the uh, Super Bowl uh, the Super Bowl anniversary thing so, a couple of years ago, and I was asking Ray, "Was he going to continue to coach?" And Ray said, <laughs> "Ray said one of the problems ET with coaching, <clears throat> he said you can't get. He said I got a linebacker, two linebackers, one from Notre Dame, the other the other from Northwestern, and they're running a banjo on the tight end and, 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 and on on the tight end in the back." Uh-huh. He said, and he, I couldn't get him to do it. I couldn't get him to do it. I he said, he said, and, and we're talking about two kids from Notre Dame, another kid from Northwestern. So he said, what I'm telling you is that book smarts has nothing to do with football IQ. And I thought about that, and, it, and it's absolutely true. And I try to tell my kids that when I'm coaching them, say, look, you don't have to be the smartest kid in the classroom to be a, to be a, to be a very smart football player. One's not the other. Right. I said. Could it help? Yeah. Yeah. It could help. I said, but ultimately, it's not the same thing. And so, uh, you know, I think I, I, I've learned that and I've, <laughs> I've learned, I understand that now better than I did years ago. You know, because you think a guy from, from some big time school, Vanderbilt, oh, he's got it. The other guy, guy got no football IQ and it, right. and it makes a difference. So I think coaches and, you know, try to see if you can continue to raise that level in players because that's ultimately what you'll get, the, what you get the most out of. No question. It, it's great to have both, but if you have to pick one, 
I take that football IQ <laughs> all day, every day. <laughs> Dave, Dave, you can't get a if you can't get a guy to understand the the the, the, the little thing about what you're trying to teach about football. He's got no chance to learn the big stuff. You right. can forget about it. So, uh, yeah. yeah, but it's, it's it's exciting in that way, though. There's nothing worse for a coach, I'm I'm sure, where man, I got to dumb it down because of this guy, and you try to find somebody to replace that guy as quickly as you can because you everybody else understand this one guy makes you dumb it down where you can't do what you want to do. Can't have that, man. I mean, your scheme's dead. Your scheme is yeah. dead if you have to do that. And we we talk to our guys, and we tell our guys that hey, if, if we have to, if we can't teach you what to do, and if you think we're going to change everything up to, to 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 fit you in, we're not doing that. We're going to go on to the next guy. We have to. Yep. I said because it, 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 you know, here's the deal. Because if you want to be a better, you have to work on it. You have to take the time to to, to spend more time studying. You have to spend more time looking and looking at huddle and and, and studying film. And some kids do it, and the kids that do it, we've seen their game really expand. And the guys that don't, get him out, get yep. him out. <laughs> Next, yep. Next man up. <laughs> That's right. Et, I can't thank you enough. You were gracious with your time. I know you got uh, you got workouts coming up with the kids. Uh, I should say, young men. They're not kids. These guys are players, man. Yes, they are. Uh, yes, they I, are. I really, I admire and respect what you're doing and how you're doing it. Man, you're having a huge, huge influence on so many young lives. You got to be proud, man. Well, I appreciate it, man. I mean, you know, really, I, you know, when you coach football, particularly at the high school level, you don't do it for money. It's not about what you can get financially. Um, you just want those guys to be able to have the opportunity, the same opportunity I had to go off to college. And then once you go off to college, man, the sky's the limit, man. I mean, you yep. you may go to you go to college and play, get in with football, and go into some something totally different. So I told those guys, take the opportunity. Uh, uh, Use the opportunity to try to see if you can take the burden off your of your parents and your family by getting a free ride scholarship and going and taking advantage of it. Same thing I did. I said, and you know, I said, and you know, you don't have no idea where it's going to take you. College, the college experience is a uh, is one that's so unusual that you know, when it's all said and done, you say, man, where, where would I be if I hadn't gone there and taken that and, and, and taken that experience? So for that's me, true. man, it's, it's it's a blessing. I love what I do, and um, I'm loving life right now. Lap, loving it. You deserve it, et. I, I appreciate it, brother. I appreciate you, my man. Have a great day today with the kids. That I will. Hey, when it gets closer to the season, let's do it again. Yeah, we'll do it again for sure. Sounds good. I appreciate it a lot. You're the best. Thanks, ET. Thanks a lot, brother. Dave Lapham here, and every day I am grateful for my experience to have played professional football. As a player, I realize self-motivation leadership and appreciating your teammates are key at first star logistics you can use those same attributes to create the life you want for you and your family build your future by working hard like i did you'll see results both on and off the field call first star logistics today and be part of our winning team